When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring. Boring, boring. Hey, one thing the game needs is more people like you. You, you. Still have grown men run around tight pants. It's Mookie Betts. It's Daniel Bard. It's Steve Aoki. Here's Saul Tlamachia. This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball is baseball. Baseball isn't boring. Welcome to Baseball Isn't Boring. Here's your host, Rob Radford. All right, baseball isn't boring. Here we go. Here we go. Opening day this week, this week, and let me just tell you, I am so happy, in case you missed it, I'm so happy that we have partnered up with FanDuel. FanDuel, Baseballs and Boring, is brought to you now by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more, and we certainly did on Friday when we did the Betting is and Boring segment, the first of many with the Jonathan Papelbon, and he gave you basically the avenue to win money. The avenue to win money. He gave you all his his futures bets. There you go. Betting isn't boring, but today it's about baseball not being boring. Yes, we are in the home stretch of spring training. This is the week we are getting ready, and there is no better thing to do than to look at. Actually, it doesn't matter if you start off well. That's what we want to do. We want to take a look at really doesn't matter if you start off well and how important it is to start off well. But first, the news, we talk about starting off well. We start talk about opening day. We start talking about the news. Well, the biggest news in baseball, I think, coming out of Sunday with Anthony Volpe. Anthony Volpe, friend of the Baseballs and Boring, was on the podcast earlier this spring training. He has made the Yankees. And by the way, we are big fans of Volpe for this reason. Listen to this answer he gives when we ask our trademark question, why baseball isn't boring. Listen to this. I ask everybody, why isn't baseball boring? There's no wrong answer, right? And this is like, it can be something very simple or whatever it is. So for you, why isn't baseball boring? Yeah, for, for me, I don't know. It's just never, that word's never really been associated. I've never been bored playing. You've never put boring in baseball yeah, in the same time. Yeah, it's hard sentence. for me to relate to anyone that um, thinks that way, so I can't really argue against it. 
I mean, that's solid. That's that's one of the better ones that we've had all spring. So congratulations to Anthony for making the Yankees. So new era over in New York. It's going to be really, really interesting. It spices things up when it comes to the Major League Baseball season. Same thing in St. Louis, Jordan Walker. I mean, this is getting exciting. So what we want to do, we want to use this week to get you ready for the baseball season as 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 much as we can. The WBC did a great job of it, sure. We've been having tons of interviews and tons of conversations, but now we got to be on our A game. Now everybody has to be started to talk about baseball because the real games are upon us. So once again, I felt like the best way to, to approach this was let's take a look at what's really ahead. What is at stake here? Is it important that baseball teams get off to a good start? All right. We have plenty of examples of historic starts. We get it. Well, the last historic start, the, the, the best last start was the 2018 Red Sox. They got off to a 17-2 and start. So I asked Alex Cora on Sunday, the manager of that team, how important it is to get off to a good start. This is what he said. How important is it? in your experience to get off to a good start or does it depend on the team like obviously in 2018 that's I mean that's we were all one and the no no but I mean the, like and the, and the sky was yeah, falling 18, 18, <laughs> and, 18 and 2 that's what I'm looking at no, I was looking at 0 and 1 yeah. and Joe Kelly blew the yeah, save yeah. yeah fight your tongue go back to college um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, how uh, we were on 3 in, in, in 21 yeah you know like it's, it's always good to, to you don't want to you want to if you look at this division you know, throughout the years, you know, it seems like somebody gets a great start. It, it does, and uh, if you separate yourself from that, then you have to work hard to get back. You know, it happened to us in 19. We had to work very, very hard to get to the point that we were, and then it didn't happen. Last year, we worked hard, and then we, we got hurt, right? But at one point, we felt like we were one of the best teams in the big leagues. Uh, yeah, but great start is always a great start. And great start is not 18-2. and two. I mean, you play good baseball and you win series, you're going to be fine. And that's what we're trying to do. We haven't done that, you know, the last two years, uh, early in the season. I mean, we lost the first series against uh, Baltimore and last year in New York, right? Uh, close games and all that, but you're going to win the series. So, you know, let's try to do that, you know, start, you know. Um, instead of talking about... You know, the whole month, let's talk about weeks, or us talk about series, you know, and that's the way we take it, you know, and uh, if we do that, we're going to be fine. Can you typically feel that? Like, I remember you felt really good about that 2018 team heading in. Mm-hmm. Can you typically feel like at the end of spring training? I, I tell you, in 19, we didn't feel great going into Seattle for obvious reasons, you know, like, I mean, physically, it felt like we were in August going there because of all the traveling and everything, you know, and, uh, I think the last two years we felt good about our group going into Boston and we got swept and going to New York and losing two out of three. You know? So obviously Alex and the Red Sox went on to win the World Series that year. They went on to win 180 games, so, so forth and so on. Um, another guy who knows what's what when it comes to getting off to good starts, a team that last year won 111 games. 111 regular season games. That was the Los Angeles Dodgers. So on May 1st, they were at 14 and 7. And they just they didn't slow down. So what did that mean? Well, you know, I wasn't there, 
but somebody who was there was Justin Turner. So Justin Turner, I caught up with him and asked him about that dynamic, about both personally and with the team, the importance of, in terms of getting off to a good start. I don't think there's anybody better to talk about this in recent terms than Turner. So here you go. Here's Justin Turner talking about getting off to a good start. Yeah, I just think if you actually sit down and think about it, like, you know, if you're three for 50 in April, uh, it's going to look pretty ugly on the board. But if you're hitting 250 in June and you go three for 50, Mm. And you drop down to 220, it's not going to look as ugly. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's just it's common sense, really. Yeah, but that's the reason we play 162 games, and it's called an average. <laughs> and I'm seeing also more for the team as well. I mean, we go back to here, the example, um, in 2018, um, they get off to a, a really great start and sort of set the tone for that season. Um, in your experiences as a team, and especially with a bunch of newcomers, does that mean anything? Uh, I think, you know, you, you just never know which game's going to be the one that, you know, caused you to miss the playoffs by a game or caused you to miss the division by a game. So uh, having the mentality that whether it's April or whether it's September, that we're going to come into the field every single day and do whatever we can to win a baseball game, mm. I think is relevant. So uh, asking, like, is it important to get off to a good start? Um, I mean, I don't think it's, like, the end-all, be-all, but obviously, like, it's nice to get off to a good start. Mm-hmm. I mean, and sometimes it takes teams... Uh, a little bit while to settle in and click and mm-hmm. and, and kind of figure out their identity but um, of course every single one in here wants to mm-hmm. and would love to you know get off to that you know 20 and 4 start like mm-hmm. that that'd be a, that'd be a nice start to the season mm-hmm. the example for for teams the one in, in 2020 for you guys the Dodgers um I don't. I know it was a shorter season, but did, did you feel that way? I know that you had right out of the gate, you had the series in Houston and that whole thing, and maybe that was a bonding thing. I don't know. But have, do you have examples from your career of teams that did that? Yeah, I mean, we've had teams that. So basically, the start. What it does is it creates a narrative mm. for the writers and the fans, right? <laughs> if you get out to a good start and then you end up, you know, slowing down and missing the playoffs, you you. you uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, you disappointed or you failed or you fell off. Mm. But if you get off to a slow start and you make a run in September, you know, you're the underdogs rallying and, uh, you know, making this late run, right? So, like, it, it's all, I guess, perspective on how you look at it. Yeah. But, I mean, obviously, we want to we wanna show up and win every single game. We mm. want we wanna every single day to be a hot day, right? Mm. Like, it's not... It's not about, oh, like, we need to go, like I said, like, 15 and 5 every month, right? Like, but we want to show up and win one game at a time and play one day at a time and worry about that game, Mm. and then we'll figure out how to do it the next day. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right. And finally, 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 finally. A guy who is always great to talk to. And a guy who whose team get off to a really good start last year. And I'm talking about Rocco Baldelli. Rocco Baldelli, the manager of the Minnesota Twins. So last year, they got off to a 13-9 start. But, 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 they finished six games under 500. They were red hot to begin the year. didn't work out. Another example of this, the Angels last year, remember them? They got off to this start, 15-8 start. And they end up finishing 16 games under 500. We know what happened there. Joe Madden gets fired, so forth and so on. But then, last year, as Alex Cora mentioned, there's always seemingly one team in that division that gets hot out of the gate and, and sort of feels themselves the entire year. Last year, it was the Yankees. Remember, they get off to this 16-6 and start on May 1st. They were 16-6. and And they just never look back. They cruise the rest of the way. And remember, I mean, this is another part of the conversation about how important is spring training. And we get into this with Rocco a little bit. How important is spring training? Because that Yankees team last year, they were 8-10 and 10 in spring training. I personally, and as, as I tell Rock, I feel like you have to be playing well at the end of spring training. That's the important thing. Not the record, but playing well at the end of spring training. That's it. So, now, does it... Is it the be-all, end-all to get off to a good start? No, it's not. We've heard, already heard this from people, and we're going to hear it from Rocco. The two teams in the World Series last year, the Astros were May 1st, 11-11. They went on to win 106 games. The Phillies, they were 11-12. We knew that we saw their roller coaster. They landed in the World Series. So it's not the be-all, end-all. So there's plenty of examples and plenty of conversation. It's not just cut and dry. Oh, my goodness, you got to get off to a good start or else. Oh, my goodness, you got to have a spring training or else. No. Once again, there's no better person, I feel, to talk about this just because he's, he's always great to talk to. He's, he's a real one. Rocco Baldelli. So that's what we did. We sat, I sat down with Rocco for about 10 minutes. Uh, so before you hear from Rocco, I want to remind you, subscribe, rate, review, follow. Thank you to everybody. Also, great, great, great article by Tyler Kepner in the New York Times talking about Joe Kelly's sit-down with Rob Banfred in the book, A Damn Near Perfect Game. There is no better way to celebrate opening day than to buy a damn near perfect game. Baseball isn't boring. Buy the gear. T-shirt, sweatshirt, fan, uh, um, sorry, swing juice, swing juice. You can go to the at BB isn't boring social accounts. Find the links there. Yes, I am saying it all. I'm lumping it all together. But there is no better way to spring into your day than to listen to this podcast. And most importantly, there is no better way to spring into your day than to finish off the podcast by listening to the great Rocco Baldelli. So here you go. All right, one of the best managers in the game, Rocco Peltelli. You don't, why, why, you don't want me to say that? No? No? Okay, anyway, I'll say it anyway. Um, the importance of getting off to a good start. You've been on teams playing, managing, coaching, and everything else. Um, it's sort of eyewash, really. You look at a 162, but at the same time, I've seen examples 
of it sort of being a springboard and setting the tone. Am I wrong or am I right? Yeah, I think teams can really do a good job of kind of catapulting themselves um, at the beginning of the year. And does it mean everything? Of course not. What matters is what happens at the end of the year and where you're sitting after a full season. But everyone wants the confidence and uh, everything that goes along with starting strong, uh, playing kind of, uh, you know, kind of free baseball, just going out there and, you know, not having to, uh, you know, deal with the the stresses because the alternative of of struggling at the start kind of puts you in a different mindset. Sometimes guys can uh, use that as motivation and turn their seasons around and end up having great years. Uh, You see that a lot of the time too. But I think if you you polled everyone and asked them what they thought about uh, the beginning of the season, and I think every single person, uh, both staff and player, would say, no, I want to have a good start. But you bring up a great point about, yeah, we can t- tell ourselves it's 162, but then you have the grind of, like, the, the media, the expectations, the I have to get right, or if we don't get right in a hurry, like, that sort of... I don't know if you had, like, any examples of that playing or managing or coaching. Well, I think if you're in the game long enough, you, you see different sides of, uh, of how a season can go. Um, I think that, you know, as long as the team is strong and stable, uh, I think teams can weather any kind of start in reality. But it does take a strong team to, to come out, uh, not play their best, turn things around, have a fantastic year, and then go all the way. Because we're, we're here to go win a World Series. You know, What does the first uh, week or two of the season um, have to do with winning a World Series? Well, it can set a tone for the season in some ways. Uh, that, that's certainly the case. Um, but ultimately, what, what everyone would like, everyone wants to have a year where uh, you know, you get going, you start playing good baseball early, and you you just carry it. You don't you don't see the other side of it. That's rare. I wouldn't say that's something that happens very often, but that's really the goal, and it starts on game one. Do you have like any like memorable starts one way or the other? Uh, in 2019, we started strong, um, and you don't play with the added stress of the alternative. You start strong, you play well, and you ride it. Um, that is not that is not really the way baseball is. Uh, baseball season is meant to be played, uh, but it can happen, and it and it kind of lessens some burdens. But truthfully, uh, in order to, to win a World Series, in order to go deep in the playoffs, in order to have a club that's prepared to do that, you have to be ready to deal with anything and everything. And I think that you almost. Do want to see how your team responds when things when things do not go your way, um, because you're going to see what they're going to do late in the year and even in October when you see how they respond to the difficult situations. You need to be prepared for everything. Um, but again, if you're going to ask me, I want I would like a yeah, you like to win. I'd love the the fast yes. start with a lot of wins. That sounds great. <laughs> that sounds good. Um, and then it comes to spring training and 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 Rocco, like I've had this conversation a million times. We try not to get sucked in to spring training right too too much. But at the same time, you might have actually been on Red Sox team in two, 2009, right? 2009. Got off to a bad start that year, right? Maybe something like that. I, I, I don't remember exactly. I remember yeah. like some really good teams where at the end of spring training, you just weren't playing well. It just was sort of like, just didn't feel right. It's not about the wins a lot, but this wasn't play. Actually, I think there was a lot of losses. And then it carries over, and then get off to a bad start, and you're uphill, and I think you know, end up going the postseason. But still, 
from your view, viewpoint about the importance of ending spring training and using that? Is this playing well at the end of spring training? Well, everyone does want to play well, but I do think that um, if you're handling your work and you have your, your major league team and your major league players responding to the messages in the clubhouse and going out there ready on opening day, that's probably the most important thing, if you ask me. Um, I've seen many, many different spring training situations, both team-wise, big picture, and individual players who have had a spring that looked one way, and the second the season starts, it is flipped on its head, and you have guys that struggled all of a sudden being your best players for the first month of the season. And I've seen guys that were the best player in the world in spring training, you know, have a tough go of it um, when the calendar turns and you hit April and you start playing. So I don't put too much stock in um, the statistical aspect of it. With pitchers, it's how they're throwing the ball. That does matter. Mm-hmm. Um, with position players, I'll, I will bet on the good position players to be good when the season starts, regardless of how their camp's gone. Do you feel as long as they're healthy? That's true. I mean, health is the most. Important. Do you feel good like heading in? I mean, I obviously, like, I, if you didn't feel good, you probably wouldn't tell me. I, I feel as I feel as good with our group and as confident with our group right now as I could possibly be. And do you feel also that the second phase of that is the new way of baseball? This whole spring has been an adjustment for everyone. Do you feel like as we've got landed here that that your group, for the most part, has a good, good grasp on how this, how to play this game, how to how to manage this game, and all of that? Because this is another conversation we have to have this year, right? I always say that players are very resilient, and they figure out and adjust to whatever we give to them. They always have, and they always will. And I think that these rules. I'll only speak for our team, but I'm assuming every team has spent a lot of energy and time to uh, do everything possible to let these players figure this out, to mock these situations out, to discuss what's coming their way, and the guys will be ready to go. I do not think we're going to have very much... Uh, very, very many challenges with the rules. Mm. I think the style of baseball, though, that we're going to see in 2023, um, it's going to be faster paced. I think there's going to be more space on the field for things to happen. Uh, I think the game is going to be really interesting because it's gonna be, there's going to be people running around and runs being scored and action on the field, uh, and you're going to have to get back to some core principles of playing baseball that maybe um, the game has kind of moved away from in recent years so I, I I'm I'm already enjoying it and the two and a half hour game is, oh, is a beautiful we game. had a two hour six minute game yesterday it's beautiful so but here's the one last thing is that the one thing that you can't simulate in spring training is the eighth and ninth inning in a major league game I mean do you agree with that like that's something that we're going to have to say because you know we're rushing around and we're having violations called and and we're doing all this which is all fine mm-hmm. But the intensity of those last two innings, I mean, that's. have you thought about that at all? Oh, there's going to be some explosions uh, uh, in, different, in different ways and in different situations. We're going to see everything under the sun this year. Yeah. But I will say that um, if we're going to play the game consistently uh, under the rules that we have right now, um, we're going to have to deal with it. The game is not going to slow down just because it's the most important moment in the game. The game is going to continue at the same pace, and the game will be finished eventually. That will be the end of it. But it's not going to. Ch- the game is not going to itself at its. Uh, you know the, the way the game is um, 
is being played. It's not going to change. So we have to be ready for that. So the pitchers on the mound and the hitters that have to get in the box, they're not going to get the extra time because that's when the game normally does slow down and the tension builds mm-hmm. and things start and things start playing out and everyone's on the edge of their seat, us included. That all is going to be a little bit different because the game is just going to keep moving. And, and I like games that keep moving. T-shirt on the line. Why isn't baseball isn't why baseball isn't boring? Why isn't baseball boring? <laughs> this I ask this to everybody, oh, right? This yeah, this is my thing. thing. Why isn't baseball boring? And there's no wrong answers. Applebaum told me it's because it's grown men wearing tight pants. Because you know Eduardo Perez gives you a forty-minute answer that belongs in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. It's there's no wrong answer. I like asking this question. Well, I'm not that interesting, but no, I'm, but no, but, but, you, but my answer, my answer always to questions resembling this, my answer is always just open your eyes, look at the players. That they, they if they don't grab your attention, you know, then then you might be watching the wrong thing. But these guys are terrific. They're, they're absolutely terrific, and it all comes back to them. So w- look up because they're what they can do is amazing. That's basically what Rob Manfred said, too. So there you go. In celebration of opening day, we've got a special episode of the Moth Podcast for you. The theme is baseball and the surprising ways it connects people. I gaze out at the players on the field, and then I... Uh... I look over at my dad and I I realize that in the silence between us that something has changed. It's like I'm seeing him for the first time. Two stories about baseball, family, and so much more. The episode's available right now. Subscribe to The Moth Podcast to make sure you hear it.